Find a moment of calm at Classical WETA 90.9 FM. Available to stream now at classicalweta.org or on the Classical WETA app. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dinger Discussions podcast. I am your host, Matthew Guir, and I thank you all for joining me today on the Dinger Discussions podcast, which, of course, is your go-to podcast for all things MLB rumors, all things MLB game breakdowns, player spotlights, player performances. You know, once the season gets rolling, I'm going to be rolling out a bunch more of those. Um, Be on the lookout for the Instagram uh, way-too-early power rankings, which will be coming out shortly today, uh, Saturday. We will be rolling those out. Um, Also, make sure to follow the Twitter, at Dinger Discuss, not discussions, at Dinger Discuss, because I was not able to fit discussions in the whole uh, handle on Twitter, but at Dinger Discuss, you know, uh, a little bit of shorter um, opinions, uh, shorter news, things like that. If you want a more direct um, way of getting your baseball news, make sure to follow that. I will be launching a YouTube channel very shortly. Uh, Spoilers, our first video is actually going to be about the rise of Eric Thames, the way he resurrected his career. That will definitely be up by the end of this three-day weekend. Um, Yeah, so without further ado, before we get into the news of the meat of this episode, I would absolutely love to welcome the second member of the Dinger Discussion Squad, which is Dante. Um, Dante, um, sorry, Dante runs a great, uh, mostly uh, Cleveland Browns, you know, the football team, obviously, the Cleveland Browns page at RZFL Sports on Instagram. Super smart kid, super passionate about his teams, but he's also really into baseball. Uh, Big Rockies fan, and I'm just really uh, happy to have Dante aboard. Eventually, you know, once this COVID, um, what's the pandemic... Uh, lightens up a bit, and we're able to have uh, bigger gatherings, uh, people feel safer, we will find a way, or even before that, we will find a way to get Dante on the podcast, but as it stands right now, he'll absolutely be making posts on the Instagram account, which is again, at the discussions, he already made his intro post, super excited to see that, and then also, Dante will absolutely be uploading to the YouTube channel, so you know, you got two personalities now, so I mean, if you find me annoying, I'm positive you'll like Dante. Um, so yeah, that covers that. Again, welcome Dante. Super excited to have you aboard. Um, yeah, all right. So getting right into it, basically, what we went over last time. It's been a while since I've recorded. Sorry about that. School been ramping up. Been working a little bit, so haven't really found the time. But we are, we do have a great podcast lined up for you. A lot has happened, and we're just going to get right into it. I'm going to go in um, order since um, the last podcast in the order of things have happened. So, we covered the Padres making moves. I mentioned, you know, they are now that, I mean, they already were with the team they had, but obviously now adding Snell, now adding uh, Darvish, they are 
a big contender to the Dodgers. And now another team in the National League, as actually, it's funny, I'm watching a top 100 plays from this past season. We have Jeff McNeil making a great catch in the outfield, diving catch, sliding into the wall. Um, we have the New York Mets. They made a splash and a half. I was on my way to get Chick-fil-A for my family. When the news broke, I, my Twitter literally lit up, you know, um, Jeff Pass and all them. And, you know... Obviously, you've heard this isn't the first time, but hopefully, uh, you would appreciate you will appreciate my input on it. Uh, enough beating around the bush, you know. Francisco Lindor, okay, the big name shortstop, my opinion, the best shortstop in baseball. When uh, Tatis probably will take that spot over, if not this upcoming season, then probably next season. No knock on Lindor, but that's just how good Tatis is. But yeah, Francisco Lindor, as well as Cookie Carrasco, which is I people are talking about obviously Lindor's the uh the headline name in that uh in that trade there but I think Cookie Carrasco is definitely going to solidify that um that rotation I mean you already have DeGrom you already have Syndergaard when he's healthy you already have Strohshow Marcus Stroman you already have Peterson in my post I already talked about um you know uh Steven Matz over there yeah, so now you got Carrasco. Not sure where he's gonna slot in, but he's just a good, solid arm. Someone who you know pitching wins championships, and if you're in a game three, game four, depending if Syndergaard's healthy, you'll probably pitch game four. But you know that's someone that I would absolutely love to roll out there on the mound. Um, yeah, Cookie, he's there. Obviously now Lindor, I'm going to complete the trade real quick. So him and Lindor go to the Mets in exchange for Ahmed Rosario, outfield Isaiah Green, Josh Wolf, and Andres Jimenez. Rosario and Jimenez are the only two players who have Major League experience. Uh, they're both middle infielders. Not really sure where the Indians are going to plug them because I'm pretty sure Cesar Hernandez is a free agent this year, I think. I might be wrong, but either way, you know, Rosario is able to play short, probably able to play second. Second might be a little bit easier for him because his big knock is that, you know, he gets hot, but in terms of fielding, he wasn't the best. Um, so maybe second's a better spot for him. I know, I'm pretty sure Jimenez is primary second base, but he's middle infield as well. Um, I don't have the stats up in front of me, but I know he didn't play too many games. Didn't, he had a handful at bats, but he played pretty well. Isaiah Green, Josh Wolf, don't know too much about them, but if we know anything, I mean, the Indians, apparent, they're kind of like the Rays in the sense that they like prospects. They like getting these kids, more pitchers, but still prospects. They like getting these kids in young, and then, you know, what they end up doing, it seems like they bring them to the majors, they play well for a couple years, and they ship them off, which is kind of frustrating if you're a Cleveland Flint. Cleveland fan, but at the same time, you know, I mean, it, I guess I don't, I don't want to rag on them too much, but uh, you know, I think that they may know what they're doing in terms of prospects. I would never trade the best shortstop ever. I mean, not ever, the best shortstop uh, in in the league. However, you know, I'm not running a team, and maybe that's why. So, Endure and Cookie to the Mets, NL East gets ever tougher. That's That doesn't make sense, but just gets even more tough. Already was. The Braves are stacked. They're a World Series contender. Nationals making moves. The Marlins are young and fun. They're going to be good. Not being biased. The Phillies are, I don't know, they were a bullpen away from making the playoffs last year. Granted, expanded playoffs, but still. Um, 
And now the Mets, you know, uh, I don't think they're done. I don't know who else would really complete that. Maybe Bauer, sadly, which would suck. A good biased Phillies fan. You know, as a fan of the game, that would be cool because could you imagine DeGrom and Bauer in the same rotation? Stroman goes out and shows out. That would be crazy. Um, but yeah, as a Phillies fan, not really looking forward to that if that happens. But regardless if Bauer goes there or not, you still got to play that team. <laughs> and yeah, they're stupid good. Obviously, I talked about Jeff McNeil making that play, so you got him, you got uh, Pete Alonso, a bit of a down year, but then again, if you don't hit 53 home runs like you did your rookie year, anything's going to be looked at as a bit of a down year. Uh, Michael Conforto, who is one of the more underrated players in the game, he got a little bit more props last year, but, you know, playing the Mets so much, being a Phillies fan, I've seen a good bit of Michael Conforto, and he murders them. And, you know, it's not just the Phillies. He's really good against, at, like, pretty much every team, obviously. Um, who else didn't I talk about? Uh, you got J.D. Davis over there at third base, probably. Um, yeah, I mean, the Mets, they're here to play. They're here to stay. Obviously, I didn't mention it. Now coming to my mind, Brian McCann, their catcher, who is, you know, he's, he's pretty underrated. He had a good year last year. Um, so, yeah, the Mets... They're gonna make. They're making moves. They're gonna. They're gonna be pretty good. I mean, I don't know if they're necessarily gonna give the Braves a run for their money as long as they don't collapse. I mean, I'm making super premature statements, but I think they got a wild, at least a wild card locked up. Uh, especially considering the NL Central is a mess. So yeah, I mean, you I could very well see the the Mets and the uh, and the Padres getting those two wild card spots locked up, but. You know, depending how the, what the Padres do. I don't know if anyone's taking that crown from the Dodgers in the West. Okay, so now moving on. A uh, bit of the, not necessarily lesser, but it's not, again, blockbuster, Lindor trade. Uh, Kyle Schwerber, again, how I went to the Nationals, how I was saying they're making moves. He's going to be really good for them. One year, 10 mil. Um, supposedly going to move to left field, move Juan Soto over to right field. We'll see how that works out for him. I mean, the bat's there. I don't know about Soto and right, but then again, we'll see what happens. The kid is unbelievable at the plate. So even if he's not, you know, putting up insane type uh, defensive numbers, I really don't think, if you're the Nationals, I don't think you care because he is absolutely gross at the dish. So, yeah, I mean, Kyle Schwarber... It, it benefits them even more if they bring the uh, universal DH back because then you plug him in there and then you just uh, rock how you were rocking last year with uh, Soto and left. Um, yeah. So now moving on again. Ryan Stanick, formerly of the Marlins, looked pretty good in the playoffs. He went to the Astros on a one-year, $1.1 million deal. Again, Astros um, pitching kind of wasn't necessarily a downfall. They got some young pitching that really stepped up. You had uh, Framber Valdez in particular, uh, Jose Urquidy. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. I hope I am. You know, um, that's more starters. But, you know, Lance McCullers, he was decent last year. He's always pretty solid. You got um, – I'm, I'm blanking. Oh, yeah, Zach Granke. Sorry about that. Zach Granky is going to do Zach Granky things. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if how well he's going to do, but he's always pretty solid. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, if the offense clicks, obviously you're losing Springer, but I think they'll, they still got enough to stay afloat. 
in the AL West. We'll see how the A's do. Obviously, losing Simeon, losing Hendricks, which we'll get to. Um, excuse me. They will falter a bit. I don't think it'll be too much. They lost Grossman as well. I forgot about that. But, um, yeah, so the Astros, they still got Correa for a year. They still got Altuve. Um, Brantley's not there either. So I don't know. I mean, things are going to look very different. But Ryan Stanek, absolutely um, a good pickup for them. He's pretty solid, pretty cheap, too, on that deal. Now, uh, real quick, before we get to Hendricks, Pedro Baez also went to the Astros. Astros, sorry, for two years. I don't think it's finalized yet, but two years around 12 to 14 million, I think is what I saw on Twitter. Um, so what is that's about six. Uh, he was formerly of the Dodgers. Uh, it's kind of funny, though, that you see, uh, you know, obviously got that bad blood between Houston and L.A. Um, so, I mean, you have someone. It's the, it's the first, uh, the first um, person from either team to switch sides, which... You know, I don't think they necessarily hate each other, but it's kind of interesting to see. Um, Pedro Baez, yeah, so he's pretty solid. I already went over their uh, their bullpen, their rotation. So, I mean, you know, solidifying the pitching. They got some young arms that are pretty good as well. So, I mean, the Astros, I don't think they're going to be World Series contenders, but you, you saw what uh, Correa did in the playoffs last year. Atuve picked it up a bit. You know, I mean, other than last year, he was the best second baseman in the league if you take DJ out of it and DJ played first a little bit since so DJ he'll play second but you know what I'm saying Altuve I mean any given year he's shown that he can be all MLB type an all MLB type talent so now moving on to the big reliever signing and I mean big reliever signing so uh, last year you had the Chicago White Sox face off with the um Oakland Athletics in the wild card round, I believe it was. Yeah, wild card round. And this person in particular absolutely shoved Liam Hendricks, saved two games, I want to say. I know he came in in like the seventh inning and closed one of them out. An absolute dog. I really wanted the Phillies to go get him. You know, biased Phillies fan over here. But Liam Hendricks to the White Sox, 54 million dollars over three years with a fourth year option absolutely insane money go get it Aussie you know the down under <laughs> you know he deserved it though he's been great the past couple of years for the A's and now the White Sox are scary okay scary 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 they already had Colome who had a good couple years but now you get arguably the best reliever in the American League probably going to be competing with the likes of like Nick Anderson, Chapman if he gets his stuff together. Um, sorry if I'm forgetting someone from your favorite team. I'm kind of blanking at the moment. But, you know, that just shows that not too many people are above him, if any. So I really do think that the White Sox could find themselves in that ALCS and possibly even winning it, getting to the series which would be insane for them. They got so much talent on that team. So much of it is primarily young as well. Um, you know, uh, Abreu isn't necessarily young, but he was gross last year, hit for bombs. Um, you know, Timmy Anderson, one of my favorite players in the league. I just like the swag. That bat flip is probably why I'm so biased, but that bat flip was so great. Uh, you know which one I'm talking about. Uh, Robert, Magical, um, who plays third for them? 
I'm blanking at the moment, and I feel bad about it. But, you know, the White Sox, obviously, Yasmani Grandal, who's always, he's always going to put up numbers. Um, yeah, the White Sox are scary. Giolito, uh, Keuchel, now Lance Lynn, you know, Garrett Crochet, the flamethrowing uh, lefty. They're, they're going to be very good. Like, very, very good. Um, you know, don't sleep whatsoever. I don't think anybody is, but in case you were, stop. <laughs> Wake up, because, you know, Chicago White Sox, are, they're on something, and they're, they're going to be pretty good. Um, moving on to news that broke yesterday, which was Friday the 15th. I believe it was 15th, but Friday. I'm recording this on Saturday. DJ LeMayhew re-signs with the New York Yankees, six years, $90 million. Brian Cashman held a gun to him and robbed him. <laughs> you know, um, DJ, obviously, I mean, you know, everyone plays that game. I do think, I, I thought he was going to re-sign with the Yankees. I didn't see him going anywhere else. Obviously, I speculated for entertainment on the podcast, maybe the Blue Jays, da 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 but it was the Yankees or bust with DJ. Um... They got the deal done. Ninety million, though. I don't really know about that. Kind of nervous to see what the other position players are gonna get, especially considering DJ on that stacked lineup has been their best hitter for the past couple of years. You know, you got Judge and Stanton, and you got uh, Gary, you got Geo Glaber, and then he's their best hitter. He gets ninety million. Kind of strange to me. I thought he would have got more, especially going back to the Yankees. Yankees, who, you know, they're flush with the monies, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, DJ, back to the Yankees. We'll see how they do this year. I do think, you know, I'm not going to put my uh, my um, predictions out for division winners and wild cards and things like that out yet but just spoiler I'm pretty sure they're going to win the AL East uh I think the Rays took a step back without Snell um that's going to be another competitive division with the Jays I don't know what they're going to do they're not going to win the division but we'll see what they do um but yeah I mean the Yankees technically didn't add anybody well I mean when that happened they didn't my next person you'll see they did but in the lineup, you know, they just re-signed their best hitter. They didn't add someone else who can contend for that spot as best hitter. They just re-signed him, which, again, not, you know, not, like, uh, crapping all over that. It's just that, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I'm not necessarily sure um, if, the, if the Yankees really took a step forward. They just kind of – they, they – their big move was making sure they stayed where they were at last year, but unfortunately for them, that was losing in the divisional series. But then we'll see how the chips fall again, because other than the White Sox, uh, I don't really know who's a contender coming out of the American League. I mean, there's going to be a surprise team who's like, oh, okay, they're good this year. I was not paying attention to them, as there always is. But, yeah, I mean, moving on, though, to another signing from the Yankees. Corey Kluber went to the Yankees one year, $11 million. Get that bag sir he that that's i mean it's not like a bag bag but like it's it's good money for a one-year deal for a starter hasn't really pitched pitch since what was it 2018 2019 uh injury issues but when he's on that man is on like stud cy youngs all of it and if he figures it out at least like halfway three quarters of the way of what he was when he was on on 
you know, that's a good one-two punch with him and Cole. I'm not going to lie whatsoever. A bit of, I don't like the Yankees bias, but I'm, I'll give you props when it's due. Before Kluber signed, Jordan Montgomery is their second starter because they lost Paxton and Tanaka. And now you got Kluber there. I mean, if he plays well, which, you know, um, for the league's sake, you know, as a unbiased baseball fan, I do hope he does because, you know, if you're a baseball fan, you want to see good baseball, obviously. So I do hope he plays well, make things interesting again with the Yankees pitching their um, rotation now. Stand, I'm not even sure. I mean, Debbie Garcia and Jordan Montgomery are the other two starters there. I don't know who the fifth would be. Maybe Clark Schmidt gets the call eventually. I'm not really sure, but right now him and Cole are the two uh, the headliners in that um, in that rotation. I do expect them to go out and get someone else for that rotation. Um, not really sure who it would be, but yeah, I mean they, they I think they need it if they want to compete. They they definitely need it. And now, um, real quick, my last point, uh, leaving the biased Phillies fan point for last the Philadelphia Phillies have offered JT reportedly and then confirmed have offered JT Real Muto a contract of five years over a hundred million dollars which is good because I do think he deserves the money I hope they I mean I don't know how business savvy the idea was but I my idea was throw as much money as he wants at him and see what happens because, again, like the Yankees, you know, re-signing that guy to stay where they are, that's kind of what re-signing JT is in terms of the offense. Now, we are making moves in terms of the um, the pitching side of things. You know, they did sign Archie Bradley. They did sign Jose Alvarado, which I did not mention. Um, Sam Conrude, Conrude, I think. You know, all... Um, Pretty hard throwing guys. Uh, Conrad's up around 98. Alvarado's up around 97, 96, 98, something like that. Archie Bradley's fastball is pretty steady around 94, 95. So, I mean, you know, I'm kind of excited for to see the pen. I hope they don't stop. Someone like Colome would definitely be a plus for them. Um, but, yeah, um, Real Muto, it, it's essential that you re-sign him because if you don't, you have Andrew Knapp because, uh, starting over there. If you're not a Phillies fan or an NL East fan, you don't know who Andrew Knapp is. And even if you are an NL East fan, you still may not know who Andrew Knapp is, which is exactly my point, because he's not an everyday starter. He's not playing 150 games, 140 games, whatever regular starters, uh, starting catchers play. Not really sure on the numbers on that, but, you know, it's essential. You know, keep Bryce Harper happy, because if he's not happy... Then you're screwed. Um, yeah, I mean, it's essential you resign him, basically. Um, and then if if that happens, you could formulate a pretty good just National League All-Star game just out of the NL East, if you really do think about it, um, which is kind of funny. They definitely, it's the National League East and then the NL West are your, your playoff teams, basically. I mean, obviously someone's got to win the Central. But, I mean, that's really a race that I'm not going to be paying attention to because, well, I'll pay attention to it, but it's just not something I'm going to be interested in simply because I, I'm just not interested. I don't know. Uh, Chris Bryant did, uh, and Javi Baez did settle on deals. Uh, I think 
uh, what was it? I think Chris got somewhere around 16. They both got somewhere around 16 million, I think. I'm not positive on the numbers. I didn't even bother to look it up because I don't they've been kind of disappointing the last couple seasons. But yeah, um that is today's podcast. Going to wrap it up kind of short and sweet. We'll be back around Tuesday or Wednesday probably with some more news, hopefully. I'll have a topic to talk about based on the news. If not, you know, we can always come up with something. Uh, for the podcast, um, definitely be on the lookout at Dinger Discussions on Instagram. Power rankings are coming out. Mine in one post, Dante's in another. Actually, you know, I'll probably put them together so you can compare. I definitely like to see your feedback. Share with your friends. Share with your family. Share with anyone that you know is a fan of Major League Baseball. A great game. Um, follow the Twitter at Dinger Discuss. Uh, and yeah, I mean, be on the lookout for the YouTube. I will announce that when that goes live on the podcast. Also be announcements on Twitter and Instagram. And basically, that's it for today. Thank you so much for taking uh, about 25 minutes, 26 minutes out of your day to listen to me ramble about a bunch of signings in baseball. And have a good one. Uh, peace. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Find a moment of calm at Classical WETA 90.9 FM. Available to stream now at classicalweta.org or on the Classical WETA app.